thank you for joining us on another episode of Popcorn for Breakfast with your co-host, Kirk. What in the... Is that a Kong mask? This is just your regular... (laughs) Can you hear me? Yeah, barely, but yes, I can. This this is your state-of-the-art Kong mask. It's just your run-of-the-mill monkey mask that everybody has, right? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, wow. I mean, you're, you never cease to amaze me with the amazing things that you pull out of that house. I just like... I know that you're like Mr. Drama and all that, but this is, this is getting outrageous at this point. Thank you. Thank you. And just to be fair, just to be fair, so... <laughs> oh, if you pull out a Godzilla mask, I'm going to fall out of my chair. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, I was not expecting it. I should have been expecting it because I knew that you had that in the bank. Um, wow. What a start. I mean, that's great. You're playing both sides. I like it. Um, yes. Oh, man. For those of you who are not watching the stream, go to YouTube. Just, just you know, if you're listening to this podcast and you didn't just see what Kirk just did, you got to go You got to go see it. It's it's top notch. We had, a, we had a monkey mask followed by a Bowser mask, which was our Godzilla, and it's just perfect. It's and just later on, we'll perfect. recreate some of the scenes with the masks. I will have them battle. As we'll you do can a little see, role play. I tested, and the monkey mouth on my King Kong mask is ripping apart. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's over. <laughs> It's wow. seen better days. Well, let's call props. Let's let's get props in here and see what they can do with that. I mean, well, this is a professional operation. We should have somebody who can handle that. I mean, come on. Yes, yes, we should. We should. Wow. Uh, now well, hiring <laughs> for our props coordinator. Yeah, we need we need somebody stat. You're you pull out so many different props. It's getting it's getting crazy. Um, wow. Anyway, we're back. We're here. Uh, popcorn for breakfast on a Tuesday night. Thank you guys for joining us. Um, We've got a really, really exciting set of podcasts for you this week. And for those of you watching the stream, we've got one, one big giant podcast for you right now. And the reason that it's so exciting is, is this, Kirk. And this gives me goosebumps, what I'm about to say. What? The movies are back. They're the mo- back. The movies are back, Kirk. And, and I don't know if you've seen the numbers, the box office numbers on Kong, but we're back, baby. We're cooking, we're cooking yeah. with fire. And, and, uh, you know, doing it's killing domestic. I mean, uh, not domestically, overseas, but even domestically. I mean, so if you look at last week's box office, the box office leader for the weekend was nobody, and I think it came in at around like seven million dollars domestically, like somewhere in that neighborhood. Right. Kong this weekend with a had a broader assortment of theaters that it was in, but it raked in fifty million dollars over the weekend, and that is with it being available on HBO Max, which nobody didn't have that benefit to it. So. Um, we're back. We're back, baby. We're back. I mean, this was a movie. This was, you know, sorry, Tenet. It should have been you if you had held have. out. You're right. It should have. <laughs> bad timing. Just bad timing. It could have been you. But, you know, people thought to themselves, I have to see Godzilla and I have to see King Kong at their highest form. You know, my 60-inch TV, my 30-inch TV. It's not going to cut it. Um, I did. I had I have watched it at home um, to my own dismay. But I feel it. I feel that that's that's where the people wanted to be. I only get more and more reports from from my circle of uh, friends and coworkers say, man, I went to the movie theater. I felt really safe, you know, about all the things they've updated. So this is the movie to bring it back. And what what a what a fun 
definite popcorn movie to do so with as well. Absolutely. I mean, it's it's Godzilla versus Kong. I mean, it's it's sort of the perfect movie, you know, even even more perfect in a way than Tenet because of what it is. Like it is cinema and it's most ridiculous, you know. It's yes. a giant monkey versus a giant dragon. Like it's awesome. <laughs> it's what it's what you need movie theaters for. It's like the exact purpose of movie theaters. So, um that's good. I, I I was just excited to see some real box office numbers. If you look overseas, Godzilla versus Kong um, altogether globally has made close to four hundred million dollars already. So um, that's great. <laughs> that's that's good for the biz. It's good for everything. And and we've been saying it since the beginning. Um, you know, both of us obviously being very careful with the virus, but the the theater always felt safe when we when we went to see Tenet back in, what was that, October, September, October? Mm-hmm. somewhere around there, it didn't feel dangerous at all. It didn't feel right. like, you know, and I'm not a virologist or anything like that, but I'm just saying right. compared to going to the grocery store, it didn't feel unsafe. And so now I think, you know, people get their vaccines in them. They're ready to start hanging out with other people who have vaccines. And the theater is a great place to kind of ease back into reality. So you love to see it. You love to see it. I'm, Definitely. I'm just really excited about it. So, yes, this week, uh, for those of you listening, on Friday we'll have our review of Godzilla versus Kong. If you're on the stream, you'll get it tonight. So thank you for being with us there. So excited to review this movie. This is, like we said, the biggest movie on the planet and um, bigger, big in more ways than one. We've got giant monkeys, you know, giant robots, giant dinosaur dragon things. So yes. it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, we also had tons of big movie and television news this week. So in what's popping, we're going to get into all of that. Um, really excited. I mean, I just, I sat down this weekend and well, really I woke up on Friday and I said to myself in, in the hopper, in the queue, I've got a new episode of invincible, a new episode of the Falcon and the winter soldier and Godzilla versus Kong. And that was, that was just the best feeling in the world. I was like, man, I would have killed someone for this level of content like June of last year. Seriously. Yeah. yeah Cause all we had at June of last year, I believe was um, trolls world tour. <laughs> trolls the- world tour. And then Palm Springs, which like Palm Springs was good, but I mean, come on. Yeah. It wasn't <laughs> enough. Nothing no, was not enough. A, not enough. Not enough at all. <laughs> Although so. we had tiger King, but you know, you've yes. that in a day and a half at most. So here's yeah. what I want to know. <laughs> like, if Tiger King had come out at any other normal time, does it get the does it get the appeal, or is 100. it just that we were all like so crazy that we just loved it even more? Um, I mean, the, it will always have the appeal, um, no matter. It could have been released in any year in humanity, um, and it would have been a a slam dunk, a home run, a touchdown. It is perfect it is one of the most perfect (laughs) pieces of content i've ever consumed yeah it's just really it's the american story is what it is it's i will never be able to financially recover from this i never (laughs) oh the memes i do miss the memes because there just aren't like i don't know it's like some memes withstand the test of time but tiger king memes did not like they're gone they're all not gone. not very much. It has to be a, a very unique one to make it to make it work. It it can't be by itself. Uh, you you can pair them with another one, uh, like a mashup meme, but it can't be a standalone for sure. No, it can't. But that's all right. It it had its place and it got us through a dark time. And so for that, we thank you, Tiger King. But now 
it feels like we're back. It feels like we're back to big movies. It feels like we're back to big TV shows, big stories. Um, and I, I frankly could not be happier. It feels like yes. my blood is pumping a little bit and I feel alive. So happy for it. Um, with that, Kirk, do you think we should get into what's popping? I kind of think we should. Let's do it. Let's pop it up. All right, so we've got a couple of big things going on in what's popping. We've got, first of all, we got tra- lots of trailers to react to. So we're yes. going to get to trailer reactions. Don't you worry about it. We'll get to trailer reactions. But first, I want to talk about a story that I find extremely intriguing because I think it could take us some time to dive into. Um, actually, shortly after we recorded our last episode, we got the news that Netflix has acquired the Knives Out sequels. There will be at least two of them right now. Mm-hmm. Um for $400 million plus million, and they will be exclusive to Netflix. They will own the rights. Um, starting to get more news on this today, uh, Ryan Johnson is going to net $100 million from this deal. Daniel Craig, also in the neighborhood of $100 million, which in movies might not sound like... It's hard to like scale it, but here's for perspective. Daniel Craig's base salary for um, the Bond 25, what's it called? No Time to Die. That's mm-hmm. coming out sometime, maybe never. I don't 2040. know. Twenty forty. Yeah, <laughs> right. That his salary base salary for that is twenty five million dollars. So that's yeah. one fourth of what he's getting for the Knives Out sequels. Um, and obviously, if 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 uh, Bond twenty five just kills it, then he'll get more than that. But I'm just saying, this is this is big money. This is big money. Netflix is throwing down the pocketbook for Knives Out. So. Um, want to get your take on this. I, I just want to, what was your reaction when you heard this and what do you think the implications are for the industry? Yeah, I think that Netflix is not going to slow down. They're, they're just going full steam ahead. They do believe and they do agree that the pandemic is, is real. They've benefited perhaps the most uh, from the pandemic besides yeah, grocery stores and, um, <laughs> Healthcare centers. I, I mean, not to be morbid on that one, but yeah. <laughs> got a little too real there. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't see. You know, they're not backing off of this at all. They're just saying, "Well, let's continue." Why? Why slope off at this point, right? Because if they do, then it gives all their other competition uh, a full a full lane to take on with them. So they're not stopping, and I and I'm loving it because this just means more free stuff coming to stuff that I already subscribed to. <laughs> certainly. Certainly. Yeah. I mean, you got to You got to love it. I think competition is good. Competition is good in any industry, but especially in the movie business, you want people to want to win and, and you got to respect Reed Hastings, uh, you know, the guru over there at Netflix. He's just a very matter of fact business person. He doesn't get emotional about things. He sees opportunities. He takes them. Um, he gets emotional about nothing except for maybe wanting to win. And, and he's, you know, his, his company has done that so far And Netflix, you know, we just did an episode a couple of weeks ago where we talked about the current state of streaming and what all the platforms are and where they rank. And Netflix is still King after all of these years, you know, both of us feel that way. Now there are, there are a lot of great providers, but Netflix is still up there. But the other thing about this is that, you know, I think whenever I posted it on social, um, I said it's the next big domino to fall in the streaming wars because this is really the first big movie acquisition that a streaming provider has made that is not an original content. You know, this is 
I mean, $400 million is huge in this business. So um, how do you think this changes the landscape of the streaming wars? Do you think people get more competitive? Do you think people say, whoa, we can't compete with Netflix. Let's find a new niche. Like, what do you think the move is? Mm, oh, I like that. That is a very good question. I can see, um, d- I can see different companies going different ways. Like, I see HBO Max and Amazon Prime being able to compete. I see Paramount Plus trying to find that niche uh, market. I see CBS All Access still banking on their historic legacy accounts, but. I mean, those are the those are the big the big dogs. We uh, Netflix, HBO Max, and uh, and Amazon Prime. Disney's always just going to succeed uh, with new films more so. Yeah. They're, they're creating their they're only creating their own content um, unless they buy out some other big dog. But I don't know what other big dog there is that they don't. Right, already and they have own. so much intellectual property at this point between Marvel right. and Star Wars. I mean, they they don't need anything. <laughs> exactly, their niche is they're just Disney, right? So yeah. so that's what I see. I see I see them going full full course on uh on getting these big acquisitions and the other ones the other ones taking on something that we don't know of or that we're not thinking of or i mean who's who's still thinking of buying quibi i've already forgotten roku was it was it roku right so roku may come into the fold and revamp the you know the short form content i hope not but we'll see what happens yeah i mean i think i think we've reached a point and um it's a point that you we probably all could have predicted is 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 that theory of or that concept of intellectual property you either have it like disney like warner slash hbo max or you gotta buy it (laughs) you know you have to you have to buy it and netflix studios has done a good job of creating their own content amazon prime the same thing but they're still in a position where they're way behind in the intellectual property department and they gotta start scooping out franchises and content to round out their library because you know HBO Max came along and day one had one of the best content libraries of anyone. I mean, you could stack it up against anybody just from properties they already owned. So um, it's going to be interesting. Here's something I'm watching with this. And this thought didn't really occur to me until recently. But with everything changing on the theater window side, you know, Netflix has always been sort of ostracized by the major theater chains. Um, and so it, it doesn't ever, and Netflix never really had a huge desire to get into the theaters, but even if it wanted to, it couldn't really, cause the theater guys didn't want to play games with Netflix cause it was their ultimate threat. But now that you've got HBO max going same day in theaters and on HBO max, you've got Disney doing the premier access. Does Netflix see this as an opportunity to say, Hey, the landscape is shifting. You want to reconsider putting some Netflix original films in your theaters and then Netflix finds a way to make some more dough on their movies and the theaters get some more content to put out there. I don't know. That's just something that, that may come into play. All right. Hear me out. Hear me out on All this. Right, let's, let's hear it. You were talking and it made me spiral into this brilliant idea. So listen, Netflix needs to compete with theaters or okay. collaborate with them. Yeah. Okay, cool. What if Netflix, like a karaoke bar has several private rooms what if a theater wasn't as big but had several private rooms where there's like three couches and you log into your netflix account in this private room with all the goodies with all the popcorn and it's just uh, you all you need is your netflix password for a, a really cool home theater like thing but theater feel what do you think 
I don't know. The food would have to be really good. Oh yeah. It, oh yeah. It, which I mean, maybe it could quality. be. It's you've got, you're onto something there. I, I, I think it's, you know, it's kind of like how big box retail had to get small as the world kind of shifted to e-commerce. Yeah. Maybe it's like big box movie theaters have to go smaller. But then the problem with that is that the, the big thing about the movies is the big screen. It's the experience. It's the loud. Well, what know, if it's sound. like a 70, like a 70 inch TV or, or 70 inch screen on a projector? And I know, you, but you can get one of those for like, you know. $1,500 down at the Piggly Wiggly these days. I so. know. I mean, I don't have, well, Mr. Moneybanks over there. No, I'm just saying, like, if you're going to buy a television, it's not like you're buying a television every other month. You buy one, like, once every five years. So I'm just saying TVs right, are not expensive right. right now. All right. How about a 160-inch screen? There we go. 160-inch uh, with a projector. You log into your Netflix account. You get movie theater quality food or... You know, these. This is this is what I want to see. This is what I want, want to try. It reminds me of like an eBay store, um, and they were very successful as well. You have a, a head of a company, and you break it down into something smaller, and that's why you see eBay stores all around as well. Yeah, eBay is all over the place. That's stupid. It's genius. This was um, such a dumb idea. Just erase this. Thank goodness <laughs> we're not live. Just I don't you, know. Just Kirk, dump I, think, it. <laughs> I think you may be onto something there. Um, so anyway. I like your ideas. I think I think we are going to see some changes. I think that Netflix throwing their hat into the ring. I think Knives Out has potential to be a huge franchise um, because it's going to be a different story every time. Daniel Craig has the star power. He's James Bond, for God's sake. They can switch up the cast, get lots of new fresh faces. Um, I don't know. I like this move. I like this move a lot for Netflix, and I'm eager, eager, eager to see where we go from here. So... Um, that's Knives Out. Knives Out 2 and 3 come into Netflix and maybe a theater near you Boom. in the future. We shall see. Okay, let's do some trailer reactions. Can we do some trailer reactions? Yeah, let's go, We man. got a ton of trailers over the last few weeks. Over, over the last week. It's only been one week. So let's start with Black Widow, okay? Because this is a movie <laughs> that we have been waiting for for an eternity. I'm surprised they have any trailers left to give us at this point without showing us the entire film. But on Saturday, Disney dropped, Disney Marvel dropped a surprise. I, I, I viewed it as a surprise. I didn't hear anybody oh, in the yeah. industry talking about it. Trailer that was full length. It featured um, some like Avengers montages, which was interesting, along with the Avengers music. Mm -hmm. They even showed like her and Hawkeye's scene at Voromir, which I thought was interesting because this takes place before that. Um, we also got a ton of our villain Taskmaster in this trailer. So I want to get your take. Are you more or less excited about Black Widow after this trailer? I'm way more excited. I'm way more excited. I was always intrigued. I was always pumped, but there just wasn't... Um, I knew, and I knew it was going to be good, right? There's, there's no chance that it's bad, yeah. but this really gave me a full shape, a full scope of what the black widow could and can possibly be. Uh, there's lots of Florence Pugh. There's lots of scar Joe, uh, less of David Harbor in this, in this trailer. Yeah. Um, but they just filled that void with taskmaster. So I, I can't be, I can't be more excited about this. It's going to be really, really fun. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, the villain, Taskmaster, I think I mentioned it before, one of my favorite villains from the comics, just a hardcore, it, he's a, a huge bad guy. Um, look, The look is awesome. The sword fighting in the middle of the air was awesome. Uh, I was very excited about the trailer. And 
I mean, we kind of knew that this movie was going to be let's explore Black Widow's, you know, let's close out the Black Widow story because she didn't really get it. She didn't, we didn't really get to reconcile all the things that were going on with her past and her family and all that stuff. So let's wrap it up there. So the more I see, the more excited I am. And I was already hyped for this movie, but I think the most recent trailer just, like you said, solidifies the picture, helps you see like, okay, this is going to be really good. So excited yes. about that one. Another trailer from our friends at Marvel was Loki. Loki coming to Disney Plus June 11th. We got our full-length trailer, and this has a really interesting feel to it. Um, I don't even know what to compare it to. It it feels like a totally different animal, but it's it's yeah. it's got like a. You ever watch that show Legion on on net on FX? That's what it feels like. To you me. took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah, that's it, it's almost like <laughs> that look and feel, right? It does. It really does. Uh, the, the moment I saw just the the lighting, the production value, it, it and this the the eerie. Uh, it's quirky. It's surreal, but it's also real. What's up? What's down? Legion all over. We keep talking about what's our introduction to X Men every single week on over on spilled popcorn. <laughs> yeah, on spilled popcorn. Yeah, every three minutes, I think if you if you mark it out, and this really could be our our introduction to it. Yeah. So what we got confirmed in this one was really where they're going with the show, which I'm excited about because we didn't really know going into this, but basically. Tom Hiddleston has ticked off the timekeepers who are in charge of making sure realities don't get messy. And when he took the Tesseract and warped out of that timeline, he messed up some stuff. Yeah. And they even show that screen where like all the different time splits are coming off of that one thread. Um, this is going to be interesting when, when timeline shenanigans get involved in comics, that's where comics get really fun. And I think the same will apply to the MCU and Again, Tom Hiddleston's a boss. He yes. he hasn't really gotten a chance to show people what he can do in a little bit in the MCU, but this will be he deserves to be front and center. And so he's getting that. So it Yeah. It's gonna yeah, be exciting. He's, he's obviously, you know, like an underdog uh, favorite who came out of Thor yeah. and just continued to get as much screen time as possible and has been a leading man in several films, but having been beating the leading man of a television series is a little bit different these days yeah. and uh, to the magnitude of, of what Loki can be on Disney plus versus the night manager. Um, because everyone's going to watch this. It's fantastic. If you haven't watched it, stop what you're doing right now. Prime video, hit it up. The night manager. It's good Let's stuff. Go. Yeah. It's going to be exciting. I, I'm more excited for that show than I think. I mean, I, I was excited for that show before, but I think I was more excited for WandaVision. And and now I'm like, ooh, this could be really good. I feel that. I feel that. I didn't really know how they were going to make a show out of just Loki. And that most recent trailer, I was like, that's it. Well done again. Yeah. I, I, I love the vibe. I think it's going to be awesome. Um, so that's Loki. Another trailer. And this is this is probably the trailer that stole the most headlines over the week. It's Space Jam. Welcome to the Space Jam. It's your chance to your dance <laughs> at the Space Jam. All, all right, all right. Yes, dude. Space Jam, a new legacy is here. This trailer had a little bit of everything. It was like Stefan. This trailer had everything. It had uh, a giant hologram of Don Cheadle, which took me completely off guard. <laughs> it had... Um, 
LeBron doing LeBron things, which was expected. But it also had, in addition to our Warner Brothers um, animated guys, Daffy Duck, uh, Bugs Bunny, etc., tons of other different franchises and, and characters from the Warner universe, including yeah. um, Lord of the Rings was mentioned, King Kong was mentioned, Game of Thrones, um, tons Iron, of stuff. Iron Giant, Iron Giant shows up. There. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking Ninja Turtles, but is that was that in there? I, I can't know. remember. But there's there's tons. It's it people immediately started talking about. It. In fact, Ready Player One was trending on Twitter because it's a very similar vibe and from the same studio. Mm-hmm. So the big revelation out of this is that this appears to be extending outside of our Looney Tunes friends and into the Warner verse. <laughs> we yeah. get access to all of their intellectual property. What do you think about that move? I think it's great. I think when the Sopranos showed up in the trailer, I was really <laughs> taken aback. But Tony Soprano I, I was just choking a guy out with a wire. <laughs> That's right. Uh, no, this 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 was everything I I had hoped that this would be. I mean, uh, immediately after watching this trailer, I kid you not, I turned on the original Space Jam on HBO Max the moment it ended, and, and my wife was working in the corner on her computer, and I was just like staring at the TV, watching Michael Jordan be Michael Jordan, Man. and. And man, th- it's it's such it's such a fun ride. It's so clever. It's a creative take. Uh, when we ask all the time, why are we remaking this or why are we making a sequel? I think this has all the elements based on the trailer. Yeah, I was surprised to see a bunch of people dragging the trailer on social media. I because I really thought this is better than what I was anticipating. Yeah, um, they're mixing it up. They're adding in new characters, which is good. You know, the Monstars had like an, or the the Goon Squad or whatever had a totally updated look, um, complete with new NBA and WNBA characters. And let's not forget, and this is important, LeBron James can act. Yes. The dude, and it was evident in this trailer as well, but this is not Michael Jordan. And, And Michael Jordan was fine in Space Jam, but he's not a good actor. No. LeBron is. LeBron is like I'm, I'm not ashamed to say that he's actually a good actor and is totally more than capable to carry this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's it's going to be good. We we've seen LeBron in several films. I mean, the man has his own pr- uh, production company, so yeah, exactly. Obviously, he's been around the block. He's probably taking some acting lessons. Maybe my, Michael Jordan probably didn't have the time or the resources or didn't care about that, which is fine as well. Uh, but it's just going to be a very different movie, even though it's a sequel. It's it's just it looks so cool the graphics look cool the the world building that they've done shaped around this it's going to be mind-blowing yeah i like that i like that they it appears that they're building some sort of like other world tournament here you know like like you go and you build your team and lebron's got to play with the tune squad and he's got to maybe he's got to play against all these other different teams from different shows like maybe he has to play against the night walkers from game of thrones like that would be that that just sounds fun that just sounds unbelievably fun so yeah i get it people always get all like get off my lawn about their nostalgia and (laughs) and they want they want things to stay the same and there is perhaps no movie more nostalgic than Space Jam, the original. Everybody has a special place for that movie in their heart, but it's it's time and it looks like they're doing it right. So it's it's very, very exciting in my opinion. 
there's only a couple of movies that are out there that like remind you or define the 90s and this is one of them <laughs> 100 percent. It, it is it, it is one of them everybody had this the soundtrack everybody had I, I just it people know know that movie more than anything it's and everybody's seen it a thousand times so i just think mm-hmm. it's i get it people get upset whenever you like try to step on their dreams or their memories or whatever but this is not going to be that it's going to be totally different so um it's it's exciting i mean get over it guys get over it that's right it's time to move on let's turn the page let's all grow together um okay here's here's another one actually let's get this one out of the way because i'm going to talk about it this is personal people probably don't care about this but i care and i took that personally (laughs) that's right it's michael jordan meme i took that personally warner brothers these guys well specifically dc they are a bunch of stinkers because they have canceled two projects the new gods movie which was going to be um directed by ava duvernay i i can never pronounce duvernay yeah i can never pronounce her name right i don't know why it's like not a hard name to pronounce um and james wan's uh spinoff of aquaman the trench both canceled and listen i was not excited for the trench i'll just (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this, that's not the one that makes me angry. Come what's, on. What's really grinding my gears here is that Tom King, who I think is one of the greatest living comic book writers that we have, was going to write New Gods, and it was going to feature my favorite superhero ever, Mr. Miracle. And it was going to bring him to the silver screen, which I never thought was going to be possible. And I was really excited about it. And Warner just chopped me off at the knees, just killed me like Mortal Kombat finishing move destroyed me <laughs> and I was so sad I, and I, and I get why they canceled it because they they suck and they're like oh these projects are risky let's let's not do that they're like people don't know Mr. Miracle and the new gods or whatever and dark side and sure that's a very corporate way to handle that but I know that they would have made an amazing movie because I know Tom King would have wrote a great movie and it would have been well directed and it was going to be awesome and I'm so was, sad see I don't know I don't know the new gods I don't know Mr. Miracle um your your fave uh what's what's his power what what does Mr. Miracle do well he he is um he was born on another planet you know okay. he he was the son of a god like a god king of another planet who got like switched at birth in a deal with dark side so he was Whoa. raised on dark side's planet apocalypse well that's cool and what's really cool about mr miracle is he lives on earth he has no interest in being a superhero whatsoever he has like crippling mental health issues and like doesn't want to be a hero doesn't want to be a king like just wants to like be a dad and he's he's married to another otherworldly being called big barda and she's like twice as big as him and (laughs) it's just awesome he they like they have a kid and it's i don't know man it's just great it's a great modern superhero story that tom king wrote it's my favorite graphic novel of all time and uh the movie wouldn't have directly followed all of that but mr miracle would have been involved and i'm just so sad to see it go away so now now i mean i'm looking at mr miracle in comic book form yeah and i'm just i'm a little curious as to like is does he always look like that like so you say he He, like lives a normal life wants to be like a dad he looks like a human 
Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, so his, his, he has a costume that covers his whole face. Okay, so I gotcha. Yeah, but yeah, when he takes it off, he looks like a normal dude. And um, yeah, he 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 like escaped his planet, and then his planet goes to war. And they're like, "We need you, we need you, Mister." You know, his name's Scott Free. But Here's a like, terrible image, but I no, I that's okay. Find that's anything. good because people probably don't know who we're talking about. But yeah, that's him. <laughs> And they're like, we need you to come save us in this war. And he's like, ugh, I don't want, to, I don't want to do it. I just want to be here and be a normal person. So, it's just very cool. It's very relatable, um, it, and it's a great story. So, highly recommend it. Eisner Award-winning graphic novel, Mister Miracle by Tom wow. King. And just you can read it, and then you'll be in the same spot as me, where you'll just have to live with the fact that that movie was taken from us, and uh, it's very sad. It's very. Sad. It's gone. It's gone. I'm it's sorry. It's gone Cam. forever. I know. Thank you. I appreciate it. Anyway, the I good digress. news is they're gonna they're gonna make sure that someone's gonna step in and write the trench um, for because oh, Aquaman did so well. So yeah. they just naturally, dude. Have Aquaman to do. actually, I feel like Aquaman actually did do well in the box office. It, it did do well, but it's a it, it's, it's terrible. Not, yeah, it's, it's so not bad. It's, it's so bad. I wish now, it was better. It was not good. What makes this worse, actually, is that they were like, "We're leaving the door open to maybe finish these projects later." And I'm like, "No, you're not. Don't, don't, don't give me hope." I'm like Hawkeye. Don't give me hope. You know, <laughs> it's it's just not fair. Um, so anyway, there's that. Which brings us to our last news story that I want to cover, which came out literally right after we, um, right after we recorded our last episode, which is. The cast of Obi-Wan Kenobi, the Disney Plus series, has been revealed. And there it is, right there on your screen. Um, Look at this cast, dude. I mean, just look at it in all its beauty. It is just a glorious, beautiful thing. We've got Ewan McGregor, obviously. Hayden Christensen, which we got that news broken a little while ago. Right. um, A few months ago, which is great. But, dude, look at the rest of this cast. I mean, first of all, Benny Safdie? Of the Safdie brothers, what? Yeah. What's happening there? Yeah, we've got Joel Edgerton. He's re- Joel Edgerton and um, Bonnie. How do you say that last name? She's from The Vow. Dude, listen, that might be my favorite piece of this. Uh, after watching The Vow, um, Bonnie. I I don't know how to say her last her last name because she just goes by Bonnie in the in the series. Yeah. Um. I I must digress briefly because this is huge. This Please is do. huge. Please do. Yeah. So You're, you have the floor, my friend. So Bonnie, this 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 wonderful actress. She's she's an Aust- uh, Australian singer. She was sucked in to the cult Nexium with Keith Raniere. And if you haven't watched the HBO documentary, it's fantastic. It's made by some of the members that were also duped and manipulated into this horrible, horrible cult that manipulated hundreds and thousands of people uh, into horrible things. Bonnie is one of the people who initiated the big movement of waking up. There are people who had left before, but Bonnie starred in the original uh, Star Wars film where she played uh, um, Baru, right? Yeah, Baru. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, she cares for Luke. Her and Joel Edgerton care for Luke. They, they, Luke yeah, in the prequels. Yeah, in the prequels. Yeah, in the prequels. And so to get both of them back is so exciting. Bonnie escaped this cult. She lived 12 years in this cult. She's out and she's coming back bigger than ever into a Star Wars series. So wait, 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 wait. She was actually like her, herself. She yes, was in the cult. Her. She was oh. in the cult. She was in the cult. And I she thought was, she was just in the show. 
Oh, no friend. No friend. She was Whoa. a member of Nexium and she got some weird vibes uh, and she rolled out and then, you know, death threats and, and all of these crazy things that she basically had to like go into hiding. Uh, Holy like, cow. Not witness protection, but basically that um, w- without like actual law enforcement before they were able to open the floodgates on this horrible Keith Raniere, uh psychopath who's in jail now. Thank goodness. So yeah, very wow. exciting. Very wow. exciting. I'm most pumped about her being successful and uh, seeing her story continue. Very exciting. Uh, yeah, that's unbelievable. That That is unbelievable. Um, so that's exciting. Yeah, Lars and Baru uh, coming back. Uh, the originals, which is fun. Kumail Nanjiani out of left field. O'Shea Dude. Jackson out of left field. <laughs> uh, we knew about Indira Varma, but that's exciting. That's got, she's got bad guy vibes. I'm just oh, saying yeah. it right oh, now. Yeah. That's that's <laughs> red flags all over the place right there. But yeah, this cast, I'm just going to say it personally, looks awesome. It looks it's, awesome. It's from, from top to bottom as i look at this cast i am just marveled um yes with with our fearless leader ewan mcgregor who oh, could do no wrong in who in by his the way has career. been hitting the gym in preparation for this show and is swole yeah big Absolutely. time swole. he's our these king are, ewan these are his prime years and i bet you they're gonna have not only uh, you know, full bearded Ewan McGregor. If you're going to have an Obi-Wan Kenobi series, even though it's going to be short, it seems like it's going to be a one-off. You know, there's going to be some flashbacks of him like training. Yep. What if they sneak? What if they sneak Liam Neeson in here as well? They, so, hey, they could. Like one little scene, just one little just flashback. one little Qui-Gon flashback. Oh, come want. on. Injected into my veins. Yes. It would be so good. I, I cannot wait for the show. I This is the, this is the, the series I've been waiting for from Disney plus and after the Mandalorian has been as sick and as amazing as it is. And the fact that we're getting a Boba Fett show, like I'm just so ready. I'm, my, my body is ready. My mind is ready. I cannot wait. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to be great. All right. That's it. That's it for news. And that's a lot of big news, but we, we got to cover it all and I am so excited. Let's pop it up one last time. Thank you for listening to this episode of Popcorn for Breakfast. Our executive producer is Ryan Spriggs, and our original music is by Rhetoric. You can check them out on Spotify, Apple Music, and Amazon Music. We are on Facebook at Popcorn the Number Four Breakfast, as well as Twitter and Instagram at PFB underscore podcast. Check the description to find out how you can connect with us on Discord, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and follow us on Twitch. If you like this episode, please subscribe, like, comment, rate, or review. And if you want more, you can find all of our episodes and videos on popcorn the number four breakfast.com. We'll see you next time. Yeah.